Hello and welcome to Brewed Up, a homebrew chit-chat hosted by Tyler Sadler and Lori Gutierrez. We've brewed a lot of tasty brews and bevs and made a bunch of mistakes. And we will continue to do so because we love homebrewing right here in beautiful Los Angeles, California. We've got homebrew updates, pro-brewing insights, cat anecdotes, rad guests, and of course... We encourage you to crack a tasty Bev, if appropriate. Now Now let's let's get get into it. Okay, everyone, welcome to another episode of Brewed Up. Thank you so much, as always, for streaming our awesome podcast. Tonight, we have a very, very special guest. Um, and this is actually her second time being on the podcast. So, um, yeah. Uh, we finally got a chance to meet her in person get oh, at HomebrewCon 2023. So get pumped, you guys. We have homebrew legend, the queen of all beer, Annie Johnson with us here today. Self-titled. Thank you for having me. <laughs> All right, Annie Johnson. Um, so today we wanted to talk about a pretty popular ki- style of beer. I don't even know how to classify it at this point. Um, and you wrote an article in the Craft Beer and Brewing uh, Summer 2023 issue, which I purchased. It has all kinds of stuff about lager. So I was like, I'm going to just buy this. Um, a lot of great articles in there. But um, Annie specifically wrote a little article about malt liquor. So, um, yeah, we wanted to have her on the pod to chat all things 40 ounce uh, madness. (laughs) So hold on. Before we get into it, I actually, I, I went on a little walk, even though no one walks in LA, and I went to the liquor store. I got this guy. Is this nice? Colt 45. Okay. And they are claiming that it's the classic American lager since 1963. That's a bold claim. And then I also got mm. this one. Yeah. Something that we're all pretty familiar with. So I'll be sipping these two throughout the program. But thank you for the Very nice. Yes. For those that aren't watching the video, by the way, she h- held up a oh. old, kind of old <laughs> English. <laughs> Yeah, 24 ounce old yes, and then a cold high school. Old <laughs> oh, yeah. D. Okay. Old D, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I, I I was gonna go grab some. It's just been a past few days, weird past few days, and I actually do want to grab one at some point this week before we air the episode. Um, so I can at least get some pictures and stuff, but I don't have like a very big past with malt liquor. That isn't something that I drank when I was younger. So Annie, tell us, uh, I guess about your experience getting into malt liquor and, and where that started. Oh, sure. Um, well, different from the article, I, I, I had it in high school and in, um, in college, you know, early days we had old English and the, the bowl Schlitz and then, um, what was the other, uh, King Cobra drank that, um, 
I mean, it was inexpensive. You know, we couldn't afford Heineken or other things. And I grew up in a, you know, we, we didn't have a, a ton of money. My folks were teachers. So um, I just, you know, we would, <laughs> I, I, for some reason in my life, I've always looked like I was over 40. So even when I was younger, I could go into the liquor store and buy it. And okay. for the the guy who this is bad, but you know what? <laughs> we all have our stories. The 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 man who owned the bottle boutique, he thought I was in the air force for some reason. There was an air force base right by the town that I grew up in, so there was so much military. It was very transient, and he just thought I was in the military, so I just went with it. <laughs> you know, I said I was. I was out here stationed for a few years and I was from back East. I was like, I hope he doesn't ask me where back East, but I have always heard people say, Oh, I'm from back East. She had a whole story. <laughs> yeah. We well, had story. to, cause then you know, all your friends, they give you the money and you can't go in there with singles. Like somebody give me a $10 or $5, you know, but, um, and then we would have it cause it was, it, we would split a six pack and then, it was good and cold and it got you buzzed did the trick and then in college we were just poor so yeah we were drinking eventually we graduated in miller genuine draft which was a huge step up <laughs> but I, I i like it and then when i started writing an article about it and and really getting into the history of it um it, there, there's quite a storied history on it and the country club, which you can still find, I bet you can find it around uh, L.A. at quite a few of the small little stores. You know, you have to get it at the the, the bond fairs and the the, the liquor marts, those those kinds of stores. Usually, they're in tubs. Uh, right when you come in, they'll have the big cans, and then if you can go to the cooler, that's where you'll see. You know, all the 40s it used to be just 32, but then they went to the handy 40, which are a little awkward. And then most people are familiar with um, Mickey's Big Mouth, which is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. But it, it's uh, um, the, the country club was the first. And I, I think that came out in the 40s. And that was touted as um, the the like champagne of beer. It was... Mm. It was supposed to be crisp, cold, a little high octane, golden colored, refreshing, but got you a little tipsy. But they they had this whole campaign where you could have it in a champagne glass. Oh my! <laughs> Drink it. Yeah, you you know, kind of. And then I guess in your Don Draper look or whatever. But um, yeah, and but it's a, it's just the you can make it where it tastes good. I made it for homebrew con and I thought it was really good. I just didn't go overboard on the alcohol because mm-hmm. some of them can really push it. And now some of them even add caffeine, which I, I, ugh. Ooh, okay. but um, you can make it where it's not headachey. Uh, but it, mm-hmm. it's, it's just at least 50%, maybe sometimes 60 of an adjunct like corn or rice so it can yeah. be very sweet. You know, Lori, I know you're drinking it, so you might mm-hmm. I know. Taste. I was going to say, Lori, give us some uh, tasting notes. Yeah. Miss BJCP. It's the same. I, I drank this in college. I drank a lot of country clubs and Mickey's. 
yeah um an old english but i'm glad i got the cans because a whole bottle of it on like a 20 year old <laughs> by the end of it it's warm and it's not so anyway I'll right let these this are is, meant to drink as yeah. cold as you can get it and uh, yeah so you can big format like that you can split it up um the mickeys aren't as alcoholic they're they're just tipping a little bit north of six percent Mm. Um, and they still have the big mouth stubby bottles with the puzzle under the screw cap, which is a lot of fun. I know everybody has a good story about Mickey's big mouth. That's, you a, have that's any... actually still. I was going to say, do you have any like fav? like what would you say are your favorites to, to grab oh, every Mickey's... once in a while? Um, uh, Mickey's is, is good. Uh, not okay. in the big giant 40 ounce, but. If you can find the the, the, the little guy, st- yeah, the stubby bottles, uh, they're green with the gold cap with the B on them. Um, the, those are great. And I know it down in Sacramento uh, or up north from you in Sacramento, they're in 12 packs. And I know they, they do come canned as well. I haven't had any can. That's a little too fancy for me. I go with the old green. <laughs> I was, was going to say, green. sometimes I see those like in people's front yards on like Sunday mornings. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a good beer to be revisited. Sadly, in, for homebrewers in the BJCP, there is no established category for it. It has mm-hmm. to go into experimental beer. And I'm thinking that's odd because it's it's old. It's an older American style. Um, Maybe you could get away with it in the, you know, alternative grain, but those are usually reserved for, you know, the uh, gluten-free beers, but experimental is what uh, Sandy Cocker told me. She's the grandmaster flash 5,000 BJCP. But um, it, it, I, I really enjoy it. And you know, there, there are some stereotypes about it that sure. didn't used to be there um but there's been some polls taken and a lot of data on it. it's amazing when you start to research this beer you find that the majority of drinkers are are not african-american as it would make it seem but the billy d williams did popularize the style with his commercials so it became a you know um you know this it kind of a cult classic that he did he did uh you know the the schlitz the cold the look for the blue um but i and did it or did he get colt 45 i know the commodores did colt 45 but um yeah because it was uh and they also did schlitz too but it 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 kind of got that little bit of that reputation, and then mm-hmm. of course popularized in the eighties, early eighties with you know Run DMC and and some of the other you know tipping the for your homies. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's yeah, and it comes in a you know you don't get a koozie with it, you get a a brown sack, paper sack. But in some cities. Oh, sorry. City limits. They won't sell it. 
they'll sell it in the county, but they won't sell it within the city limit proper because it's because uh, of the alcohol content. There's a lot of rules about it. Oh, um, which is sad because you have to. When I was doing research in Sacramento, I had to go outside the city limits, still in Sacramento, but outside this the the this designated boundary of the downtown area. And then I had to go out, um, you know, just a couple of miles and then I could go in and then it was just, I mean, that's all like, they had that and other, you know, pints of liquor, but I was like, man, free my malt liquor. (laughs) (laughs) We have it, but you can make it really good with the, you know, with corn. I made mine with corn. Um, Bryce would make it snappy. It's, it's no different than um, some of the early macro loggers. It might even be better because some of those were, uh, you know, made with a lot of soy, which is, oh, it tastes terrible in a beer. Yeah. But um, like Lucky Lager, that was 60% soy. Terrible beer. It give you a big old headache. But you can make these at home where they're just absolutely delicious. And you, you just employ... You know, using the right kind of yeast to get that attenuation down. You don't ferment very long. It probably has an IBU of nine, literally. Yeah, so actually before you uh, go down the kind of like homebrew version, I want to reel it back a little bit and um, kind of give a little bit more of a general description. I I took this from your article so you said in, in 1948, very long time ago, uh, U.S. patent granted to Alvin Gluck describes his goal, a very thin malt liquor of relatively high alcohol content, brewed and fermented wholly from cereal products and having a very pleasing, dry, distinctive taste, not akin to beer, ale, malt, porter, stout or other fermented beverages commonly brewed from cereal products. So it kind of sounds like, yeah, it kind of sounds specific, but also like all over the place. And I know this was written Mm -hmm. a long time ago, but um, yeah, with Mm -hmm. that kind of description in mind, give us an idea of, you know, just general stats, I guess, of what a a malt liquor maybe was a while back. And then also, maybe more modern takes on the, on the style? Sure. It probably um, was around the 6% and brewed with a lot of corn, a lot of corn, probably 60, 70, as much as 70%. Um, and then, you know, the, it's very, very dry because they, you know, the attenuation, all those adjuncts really help with the beer. They really help. um, But would you say like the percentage of uh, adjuncts typically? Probably 60 to 70%. Okay, so up there. Probably six row. Cheap, another cheap six row, which was really predominant. They didn't have a lot of craft maltsters then. Mm -hmm. I want to jump in and just say, um, honestly, this is really good. I... I, I, at first I was like, dun, 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 malt liquor, um, flashback <laughs> to, you know, being really broke college student walking to the Seven Eleven with change, you know, type of thing. 
but <clears throat> this one I'm drinking right now, this Old English 800 at uh, 7.5%, it's probably better than the last couple of beers I've had at a brewery. And it's one It's one of my, that was one of my favorites. Yeah. Oh, the Old English. It uh, and, you, and I believe in that one that you still can taste quite a bit of malt. Yes. It's um, malty. The and- lager character is really, really nice. Yeah, and, all these, they, yeah, yeah. The big breweries really do. I mean, that, that's their specialty. It's what they can do, mm-hmm. and they do it on a large de- scale. I mean, I, craft malt liquor isn't isn't as it's not as good. It's just it's just hard for something that's easy and inexpensive. Excuse me, one minute. No problem. My doggy wanted to come in and get Aww. in on the act. <laughs> he said, did someone he say push the door liquor? <laughs> so, th- right. so that's interesting. Right. So you're saying it's definitely something that is catered better to like a mass produce, you know, kind of oh, style. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, they can make it. They have the access to, to all the adjuncts that they use. I mean, some of the, you know, the Schlitz and uh, who's a, a big maker of it. Um, um, and I know Anheuser Busch. They they are. I mean, they have they have such a, a access to rice mm-hmm. and corn. It's amazing. And same with them. You know the the Miller the Miller conglomeration of of breweries that they they can push these out. And then they sell. You know they they mass market them in in, in neighborhoods you know, that on billboards and, and it's inexpensive to make. So they keep the price down. And sometimes, you know, people just want to, I want something cold. They want it fast. Mm-hmm. They see it when they walk in the, the door and there's nothing wrong with that. We can't all, all always go for the, I don't know what the prices are down there, but up in Seattle, it's, you know, it's sixteen ninety nine. As much as twenty bucks for a four pack, yeah, of IPA um, or something, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and or or or, or a, a craft, you know, pilsner lager, and you don't always, unless you know that brewery, you don't know what you're all, you're gonna get. Right. If you get your old English, you get it two weeks down the road. It's gonna Consistent. taste just like it did tonight. There, there is something to be said for consistency with the large breweries and, and they have specialties um people just don't like them because they buy the little guys which apparently they're not doing anymore because but that's what all big companies do if you can't beat them buy them it right. happens the more in the we talk about it the, the angrier hours. i'm getting that it's not included in the bjcp because uh, i think it was going to be the next big beer style it for makes no brewery. sense it's it's widely consumed everybody has a relationship with it everyone's like yeah. going gaga for loggers now I actually like it's it it's just it's not it's not easy it's not an easy one to make now everyone's kind of high on cold ipa mm-hmm. um you know they're kind of it's we they're still like they're hazy but they're kind of moving into the everything's the west coast IPA now mm-hmm. or, or a hoppy, you know, Pilsner. Boring. Um, it'll be interesting to see if breweries try to make malt liquor 
and how they navigate marketing it without getting canceled. <laughs> yeah, I, I so I was going to, because I know you alluded to it um, a little mm-hmm. bit earlier. You're saying, you know, most people... Th- most people think when they think malt liquor, they think like black neighborhoods, you know, rapping, etc. like black culture in general. But yeah. you're saying, you know, in reality, that's not so much the case. Maybe that's just like all marketing or is that all like, what, what would you say? Why has that become well, like the, the image? statistics I read is less than a third of malt liquor drinkers are, are black. Okay. So somebody, you know, somebody's drinking them and, and it's, it's inexpensive. So I think people that want something cold and inexpensive and they know what it's going to be like, and they want to get it, they want to have a buzz without buying a 12 pack. Um, uh, that, that, that's what it, that's the, what, that's the purpose that it serves. Yeah. You know, it's not there to win world beer cup. No. Yeah. you know what I mean? It's, but it's not, it's not trash either. No, that's the thing I get with, with people that are, I'm in the craft beer. They get so snobby. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. They get really snobby, but I really hope that breweries revisit, it. but it's going to be tricky for them to make it. Cause they're going to want to overdo it. Oh, and you don't want some 10% bomb. Cause that's going to give you a headache. You want to keep it, you want to keep it lower, six yeah. to 7%. So it's, Which you is, can, I mean, that's so like a standard, yeah, it's like a standard IPA percentage. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It. And it doesn't need a lot. Just use the right ingredients and, and don't get weird about it. <laughs> yeah, you I know, like the malt liquor is, Sorry, is not ahead, something Lord. you can go to, to BevMo and find or find, I mean, it's it's way more accessible than that. You don't need a car to go and get it. It's, it's no, you can walk. Corner. It's, I know where it is at any Seven Eleven. I walk into, so I feel like yeah. the accessibility is there. Yeah, we would walk to the to the to the store in town, um, just four or five blocks from our little apartment complex in college, and mm-hmm. get it. And we have each have our own. Uh, uh, split a six pack and we play frisbee, and it was perfect. It was, it was I got a lot of good memories about about malt liquor, and especially when I wrote the article about my my neighbor. Um, yeah, that was cool. I I, I gave him a different name in the article because I didn't want his oh. his son to get go you. <laughs> I didn't want to do that because. Um, uh, uh, I think there's been, you know, the son has some sober now. So I kind of kept it nice. But the story is completely true. It was a good time growing up. That's why I think I like beer so much because my, my, my mom enjoyed it. And my dad, he, he enjoyed, he didn't drink a lot, but he loved that cold beer on a, you know, on a weekend. That's their yard work. And my neighbor, the fishing. They just, they seem to enjoy it. They seem to really enjoy it. I thought, boy, I can't wait to pop my own can. <laughs> so I, I like this, uh, this kind of nickname you gave it, a 40 ounce bottle of industrial tricks. Um, I, w- I wanted to ask like, why, what do you mean by, by tricks? 
I guess, go a little bit more into detail on that. I know we've touched on a couple of things, but. Yeah, well, I mean, just the simple fact that it's a lager, it's it's high in alcohol, and it's not, um, I mean, you know, there are German beers that are very high in, in, in alcohol, you know, the Doppelbox, so they're extremely malty. And these aren't, they're not, they're not big malt bombs. So there are things that, that the breweries do to manipulate, you know, the, the mashing, you know, the temperatures are, are, are quite low on, on this mashing. And then, you know, the, the yeast that they use, and then just, you know, the, the way that it's fermented very quickly. And there's not a whole lot of lagering, but you can see it. I mean, I can see you drinking there that it's, it's, you know, it's a cold filtered, um, beer. So, I mean, it's, it is something that while it's inexpensive, it does take, it does take care, um, to make. Yeah. Does that, I hope that explained <laughs> by men. Yeah. I mean, what's the, what would you say is like generally the trick that, is it just that it's, you know, high it's in alcohol, alcohol, but also mash. very, very dry. Yeah. And, and it's the mashing. Cause also when you would, you know, you have, when you think of light beer, mass produced light beer, but then you'll go in because the local brewery, crap brewery makes a light beer. They are not the same. There's very light, but it's, you know, it's thin. There's no, there's no oomph or f flavor. So these, so in the same regards that they, they make malt liquor, they do with the light beer that, you know, there are very specific mashing techniques and long rests that they can hold to, to get the flavor, but keep the carbohydrate down, um, and not have, and, 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 and can produce something that's flavorful and tastes like that all the time. It's not just a single quick infusion of a mash and, and there's just, you know, there's just nothing. I mean, when I won the homebrew of the year i had to make that light beer like a giant macro brewery to, mm. to you know i had to make it exactly i tried to replicate it exactly the same way you know and there are enzymes that you can add to the mash remember the um what was that Brute Brute IPA. IPA. <laughs> yes remember you drink that and you john you're like where did it go you know, the, that it. was a, a, a industrial trick. Same thing. Enzymes. The enzyme really helps. And those are readily available for, for home brewers. And then large breweries, they have those. So they add that as well. So it's all in the mash. Add that enzyme. Dry that out. But it's using the adjuncts and not, not a lot of um, added sugar. You know, they don't use a ton of just plain cane sugar. You know, the... The that Belgians shows, get their yeah. beers up high alcohol. Yeah. They're very dry. They add, you know, the beet sugar. Um, sometimes it's just cane sugar. And they have all have different techniques. But those beers you really are driven by the, the yeast. Those are yeast driven beers with the, the flavors and, and aromas. But those industrial tricks you you know, that that's ingenious to me that they were doing this thinking about that in the in the 40s to do something that like that and i hope that that if 
craft breweries take it on because they're always looking for the next thing. Um, because it, it, you know, there, there's not a lot of innov <laughs> true innovation <laughs> left for the craft breweries. It's, 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 you know, it's every now and then you'll get something that is, and it, and it is truly innovative, but I just hope when they do it, cause they will, that they get it right and don't do the, don't, don't put on a bunch of Afros and play. <laughs> oh, I can goodness. see it and you know, it, it will happen. You can see yeah. it in a mock funeral yeah. and they're tipping it out. I don't to know. all my dead homies, uh, references. Oh, all over the yes, place. <laughs> to my homies, but yeah, but that's what I meant by industrial tricks is 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 just is the process. Sure. To make no, it. that was yeah, yeah, that was that was good. I mean, it sounds like kind of the perfect beer. I don't. It's it's funny because I'm not gonna lie. Previous to reading your article and even just our conversation today, like. I don't really know what my general opinion about malt liquor was. I just didn't drink it because I was like, I don't know. But like, now I really want one and I'm pissed I didn't go get one because it's like... Oh, this is a know, Tyler beer for sure. I think the only yeah. thing that I'm not crazy about is like the percentage because, you know, I like to hover around mm. four and a half percent. Yeah. But like... That's why dry... you got to start off with these. But yeah. that's just it. I think true drinkers of this beer... They don't care. They don't care what. I think there's a specific kind of drink for this. It's someone who doesn't care about judgment, people judging them, whatever. They want. They know what they want, and they want it. Yeah. Does that make sense? They know I mean, how to not, get there. Not, yeah, and they're going I know there. I sound like an old, 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 old lady, but they're not putting on airs when they're having their their malt liquor. I mean, it serves a purpose. It quenches the thirst. It's cold. It's you usually have it after work. It's always on a hot day and you want your buzz. Sometimes we just want to get yeah. our buzz on. Honestly, and you don't get that it's, full, it's, that full filling that you get with all the heavy, big malt bombs. It's so American. It is like, all American. It's, it's like, it's, I mean, it's like, oh, I want my four. Per no, you, you just want to have one of these and then you want to space out and go to bed. You don't need to be yeah. drinking all night. Like no. it's like a, it's like a big box store. It's your, it's like a express way to just buzz off your day. You know, it's as, it's as all American yes. as a, as a Miller light. Great light value. Mm -hmm. Or, or, or a, um, or a, or an anchor steam. It's all American beer. It's it's all American. And you know, even what sad about anchor, but anchor steam, that beer was made and it was made to cheaply. It was five like it sold five cents a pint. It was a cheap beer. They would run across the bakeries, grab yeast. I mean, they didn't if you go even went to Anchor Brewing, you could see that they're still fermenting in the old way. That they used to raise the the fermenters up so they could get cool in the Bay Area sky. There used to be so many steam breweries there. 
but um, it was just another all-American, inexpensive brew. So is so is the malt liquor. Um, I want to talk about so so your recipe and and we sort of mentioned it like the adjunct percentile was over fifty percent, and the recipe that um, you shared with uh, craft beer craft beer craft beer and brewing magazine is mm-hmm. <clears throat> we've got sort of a base of of the malt by the way i love a por- partial mash recipe this is a great recipe but you're starting with um liquid malt extract and then you're going in with i want to say it's it's a 60 40 almost of, yeah uh, brown rice syrup and flaked corn just mm-hmm. that sort of the I- yeah. Keeping the malt in the background, keeping the alcohol, but having it still have that like right. um, cereal taste to it. Um, when you're coming yeah, brown- up with your, with your grist, did you play around with different other adjuncts or is this kind of where you yeah. ended up? I did. Uh, that art, that column that I write, No Rest for the Wicked, it, it, they, the, the, they need to be um, all extract or partial mash. Got it. So I don't. So all of the articles aren't um, all grain. A lot of people can Love figure that. that out, but it's geared towards it's geared towards partial mash and extract brewers. They have other um, writers there that that handle the all grain. But I I use I learned about making the or using the brown rice syrup when I when I was using the rice syrup in the light beer that I did because mm. I needed I needed that I needed that that snap that you get I needed the adjunct and I find that rice syrup is is the best for providing that versus using a bunch of flaked rice. Mm-hmm. You know, and and in the big breweries, they're they're cereal cooking, so yeah. they're gel- going through the gelatinization process. I mean, you could do that if you really wanted to get authentic, but um, it takes a it takes a while. You can do that with corn as well. You know, the, when they talk about gelatinizing that, just so you can get the starches. But I use the extract because it's a lot quicker, and it's already done. Just like malt extract is, it's already, it's already, it's already, it's already there, and and it's and it's and it's so good these days, and it really can cut your brew sure. day down by a couple of hours, and I know people, um, they'll sw- I, they'll swear I can taste the difference. No, you wrong. Can't. You can't. <laughs> I'm, with I'm you. shocked that you said the the big breweries do the cereal mash. I would have thought. They would have cut that corner well, it's, like it's so it's it's inexpensive for them. Scale, so they yeah. buy they buy rice by the 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 train you know by the yeah yeah a box store. I think it's the there is an Anheuser Busch Budweiser plant in Fairfield, California. I know there's one down I think in Irwindale. Or there's a Miller one there's down one there. Like there's a Budweiser out here, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and mm-hmm. and I know when they make their the adjunct, they go through at least six 
six box cars a day. Wow. Oh. But they have a nice relationship. So they buy all that from California rice growers and they use that. And then once they do it through the process, they turn around and sell it really inexpensively for feed. So there's a big relationship. All the little things that get left out when people talk about their hate of these big places. They have to do things that are somewhat sustainable because they can't spend money. The, the, the price of a, of a, of a, you know, a Colt 45 would go up so high if they used just the, you know, this, the process um, extract or it's just too expensive. So they use it. They have these great cereal cookers in the, the breweries and it's so, you know, really inexpensive for them. I'm sure these places have like, yeah, they have whole departments, I'm sure, dedicated to like sustainable practices with like water and, I think breweries, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. And they reuse and recapture water. A lot of craft breweries Mm -hmm. don't. Everything goes down the drain and including caustic. They don't do a lot of that. They don't capture their water and reuse it to cool things or clean things. Um, they just don't and well it's unfortunately it's, and it's, it's too expensive for possible, them yeah i think if they could use more adjuncts um they would but it, it's it's it is expensive really expensive One that keeps on on hand i'm still on this this batteries. bjcp it is so american we're like the number one the, we're like the number one producer of corn in the world yeah, a lot of export. Corn. So much yeah. corn. We a lot love of corn. corn. <laughs> we love corn, and we love we love corn. And when we're done with our corn, we rotate with soy. <laughs> we go corn, soy, corn, soy, corn, soy. Crazy, especially all over the Midwest. A lot Let's of feed, a lot of feed corn too. Let's go back to um, your recipe really quick. I wanted to just briefly yeah. touch on like hops and yeast and maybe like carbonation. Um, do you want to mm-hmm. go briefly go over those points? I kept mine authentic and went with the cluster hop, uh, early American style hops. And you don't want anything that is giving off a lot of hop um, flavor. You don't want anything like grassy or grapefruit or fruity that you want to, you want an early style, um, hop cluster. It was very big, smart, big hop used in, um, in the, in the, in the United States. I, I think still pretty much is big for this style. So that's easy. And it doesn't take a lot. I think the amount I put in the recipe, it's, it's really tiny. It's not very much at all because you want yeah. the IBU. You're just getting enough bitterness in there to balance out the sweet. Okay. Yeah, I'm seeing yes. um, about it's 12 not IBUs. German yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't go any higher than 12. I wouldn't, you know, but it's just enough so you're not just drinking sweetness. Okay. And I and don't know he- what yeast did I mention in there? A thirty-four seventy. So half lager. Just looking for a yeah. Clean, that's a good. Yeah. yeah, I am a. I love the dry yeast. Um, that's a good one. I think there's a 
a diamond lager from Lalaman that would work really well. Um, but keep keeping it. You don't want anything that's going to give off any kind of yeah sulfur. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. That's the I my favorite from um, Fermentus is that one. I don't. You. I wouldn't bother with one of the 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 liquid yeasts. We're trying to keep the cost down. I mean, you could, um, but you'd have to like kind of bulk it up. And if you're lazy like yeah. me, just buy multiple packs, and before you know it, you spent too much money <laughs> on yeast. You know. Do you but do yeah, two packs rice. of that dry yeast? Two, I would just, you could use two, but I would use just one. Okay. Depending yeah. on, on depending on how high you're gonna go. Yeah. Um some I'll people go nuts with OG, yeah. yeah, like nine percent. That's too high for me, but wait, I had your malt liquor at homebrew con. I'm just now remembering. Yeah. I was I, pushing I, it around in my little my my little wagon. I, and I happen. I was like, my taste. I happen to have the taster. Amazing. Okay, sorry. Yeah. It was a lot of drinking that that week. <laughs> I was what? gonna say, I don't know. Yeah, Lots that was fun that was fun. I I had to. I tried to make it as authentic as I could and repackaged it in um, some empty forty ounces, forty <laughs> ounce bottles, which which made it extremely easy for transport. To drive all that beer down there for it was sure. better than you don't want you don't want um malt liquor from a keg no Yuck. you don't want it in a shaker pint <laughs> it's got to be about presentation yeah authentic well, cool. yeah very authentic um well i i definitely recommend everyone um uh, definitely get this issue of craft beer and brewing ma magazine. Like I said, in addition to Annie's article, uh, about Mott liquor, she's got a recipe and stuff in there, a little bit of history. There's a ton of other stuff about lager specific, um, uh, brewing and, and just trends, etc. Uh, so definitely check it out. Great magazine. Also very beautiful magazine. I'm like, yeah, the layout pictures. is yeah, it's great. It's killer. Um, uh, I'm 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 writing a new article um, this for them. This one's going to be on. I've never written about it. But I'm doing a pumpkin beer. Okay. Okay. I bet PSL. it's not going to be lousy. Oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Like, look, you wrote an article about malt liquor, which already has its pre its own preconceived, you know whatever thoughts and stuff pumpkin beer is equally the same so i'm sure you'll oh, yeah. well yeah occasionally they'll let me write on something that i really is close to home like that and then i did one on wheat wine um okay. which is a which is a great misunderstood style and um and then the oyster stout which was a real favorite Oh yeah, real favorite for me to queen to of the one. misunderstood like, styles. That's what I <laughs> misunderstood. <laughs> I, I know. Yeah, I got it. I, I, uh, I'm excited about the, the pumpkin, but the malt liquor was that was an easy choice for me because I just I think um good, I got it such a good time growing up as a kid. You're on to something here. We're bringing back the malt liquor. It makes perfect sense. We are going to see it. This is 
go out, get them all, whatever your relationship was, like your weird memories of being a baby drinker, this shit is good. You want to have some, and, and I think people should go out, have a couple, think about brewing it. It's just a, that that day. It's satisfying. It's, it's satisfying, and it's when it's hot out, and you long day at work, or or it's a bad day, or whatever. You just need something. You want something, you, and because you can. The great thing is, you can screw off the cap. You can pour yourself a, you know, a shorty, and then you tighten it back up. I love it. <laughs> I do. It honestly, I do sounds love perfect. I hope, hopefully people listening to this episode will, you know, definitely just give it a second chance. I know I am. I, I might go get one later this yeah. week just to. <laughs> yeah. Serve it cold. Don't let it warm up. Serve it cold and just enjoy it. It's clear. You know, it's, it's a good looking beer. For That's sure. And don't, I know. I read so many bad articles where people just thought they were just funny because they wanted to knock it. Mm-hmm. And, oh, I could barely get through it. This is all I can say is that it, at least it was not flat. Just ridiculous people writing to be funny that aren't funny. You know who they are. Yeah. Out yeah. There, those beer writers. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's, um, it's just, and it's a challenge. It's a challenge. And that's what I like in brewing these days is give me the challenge. Absolutely. People think like it's an easy, easy beer. It's an on-the-go beer, too. I still remember how to fold the paper bag around it. I was such a champ today. I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. Fold Absolutely. it down. Take it to the yeah. beach. Perfect. And you love getting change back from my $5 bill. <laughs> <laughs> I did use you a $5 know? bill today. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for, for coming on. I feel like we could honestly discuss this for hours upon hours. And I can't wait to have you on again to discuss whatever other innovation or trend you're going to set for us. You know what I mean? I love it. Queen of beers. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Of course. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, listeners will have another episode in a couple weeks for you. Cheers y'all. Thanks again for listening. Please subscribe to the pod on your favorite platform. Connect with us on Instagram at Root Up Podcast. DM us your questions, comments, and of course, share with us your homebrew findings and triumphs. The Brewed Up music was created especially for our show by Los Angeles producer and legend Elusive. Thank you.